Welcome to the escape room. Enjoy the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! Welcome to the IU Escape Crew Podcast. I'm Don. I'm Joel. That is Phil. And we have a podcast. Imagine that. Imagine that. We uh, decided to start doing podcasting, and uh, we're still getting back into. We'll get back into videos too soon. Uh, we are the DIU Escape Room Review. Damn straight show. Uh, last episode we talked about. Uh, by the way, this is episode four, and it's going to be part two of uh, our now two-part series of what makes a great escape room. Yes. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about immersion, puzzles, and a game master. Yes. Uh, and since we were able to finally, finally get into a real escape room and not do remote or online games and stuff, it felt pretty goddamn good. It felt incredible. Uh, we did those three remotes, uh, what, about a month ago or so? And we talked about that on our first episode. But it kind of really made us want to get back into the rooms again. Yeah. You know? And uh, so there, there was nothing, you know, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a great feeling to get into the get into a, a real escape room again. It took, you know, it took a couple of minutes to shake some of the rust off. Yeah. Uh, it it. it does definitely put you into a different frame of mind of thinking and figuring stuff out that you don't do in normal life. But it is a great feeling. It is a great feeling to be in that room and having to figure stuff out for an hour and hopefully you make it out. And that's why we do it. So we ended up, we did three escape rooms this weekend. We are now in July. We haven't done an escape room since February. Thanks to the virus. Yeah. Thanks, Corona. And so, uh, the last episode we talked about here, we talked about, again, Immersion, Puzzles, and Game Master. And the first room we did, which was Inquisition at Laura's Labyrinth, which we actually talked about that on the second episode of New Rooms coming out. Yep. So you can go back and check that out. Uh, This room fits everything we talked about, what makes a great escape room perfectly. You're right. 100% all right. It hit every mark. You want to hit it did, and this this room really this room is eighteen or older. It is uh, very adult themed oriented. Yes, and uh, you don't yeah nobody under the age eighteen. I don't recommend it at all. It is a horror themed room. Yep, with adult content. Yeah, that's a good way to describe uh, it. I would so, say. and it even says like we've seen trailers. Now they got this room from. Because the owner went out to L.A. and uh, saw this room out in L.A. Yep. And he got a hold of the creator of the, of the game and bought one and brought it to the East Coast. It was really I've, – I've seen trailers. Um, there is a trailer out there for this Inquisition room. It, in L.A., it's called Bloody Elbow. There is I, – I think it's called Quest – Quest the Quest game? Makers or something. Quest Makers. Yeah, the Quest Makers. I'm trying not to give spoilers away here, but I mean, there is a couple of videos on there that do give the spoilers away. Not how to solve the puzzles, 
but give you a tour of the whole room. Right. Again, not how to do the puzzles, but they give you a tour. And and again, the one out in L.A. is set up differently than the one here in Connecticut. Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, but pretty much the same, same flow. And again, like we said, this room hit all the marks for immersion, for puzzles, for game master, gameplay, which we're going to talk more about gameplay and wow factors. Yes. Wow factors. This room is is probably one of the best it's got to be top three in connecticut yeah uh, definitely i can think of maybe top three three could be all tied together like they're that damn good uh and you really can't pick you're only picking a better one because maybe you just like the theme better right you know maybe it's just your opinion inquisition laura's labyrinth east haven connecticut location um, again, hit every single mark that we look for in an escape room. Yeah. Uh, the the attention to detail is was it's just awesome. You really thought you were in a dungeon of some sort. It was every every little corner you looked in, every square inch, down to the most minute little thing was there, and it wasn't done in a gaudy way. Not at all. And it wasn't done in a in a funny haha over the top way. Right. It looked like you stepped back in time into one of these Inquisition chambers and it was just unbelievable. Every corner had something in it, whether it was for looks or whether it was part of gameplay, and everything was weathered the right way. Everything had the right kind of patina on it. Everything felt right when you picked it up. It was it was really for our first game back to me. It was it was a great game to do. Right, it, it, this room is right up there with Doldrick's, uh Captain Spoopy. Yep. Uh, right up there with the Body Shop. Yep. Um, right up there with um, Servants of Slight. We Mayhem. Yep. And Code Word. That's what I'm saying. Like just those four rooms. Those four rooms really that we five rooms we named right there are like tied right there for best rooms we've ever done right let's jump into like immersion even the even the ceiling that's the first thing i look at i'm a, I'm a heating and cooling hvac guy yeah. and the first thing i look at in any building is the the registers or if there's exposed ductwork an escape room because i've pointed it out in a couple of escape rooms what would have made that a little bit better would have been if they did something with the ceiling yes Especially if you're at nighttime, you should have a black scene. Or if it's an outdoor scene, you should have some kind of right. And you looked up, and they had the where the air conditioning vents were, and the heating vents were. They were old, like wrought iron, brass grates were up yeah. there. Uh, they covered the lighting the same way. They were covered like like little cages. Uh, just the, the, those little details for me go a very very long way. That means that you're invested in your room, that you you want this room to you want you want people to feel like you are in this dungeon. Yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. And you know there were other little fixtures in the room that were without. I don't want to give any, any spoilers away. I don't want to give any any spoilers away. But there there were other pieces in the room that. Just fit the theme so well that when you saw them, you were 
surprised to see him and almost happy to see him. That there would be something like that in this room that someone thought about using that in that way. Right. Really made a difference to me, especially paying a lot of attention because it was our first room back. And I was really looking forward to this room. And I hate to really look forward to rooms because they tend to be a letdown when you really look forward to them. Right, right. And being our first one back, I was really looking forward to it. I wanted it to be a home run. And it was. In my opinion, it was a home run. Right. And we, like like we said earlier, it hit every single mark that we that we go by. Now, we talked about immersion. We talked about last episode. But this episode, the puzzle flow in this game was really done very, very well. This was this game had a great example. We mentioned it. I know we mentioned it on the the video reviews. I know we, I think we mentioned it on the podcast before about the amount of puzzles in a game, where it's not really a set number of puzzles. It's the way you feel when you're done with the puzzles. We've done some rooms that just felt like there were too many puzzles in there, and we've done other rooms where it's a great room, but when you get done, you feel empty inside because. Yeah, you know what? If they had one or two more puzzles, they could have done this. They could have done that. This is the first room in a while that I could really think of that I walked out of that room and I walked back to the car and I was like, "Wow, I'm good. Yeah, I don't have to do another another game tonight." Right. It'd be cool if we went and did another one, but we don't have to. Right. It was there was the perfect amount of puzzles in it that it it challenged you. It kept you busy, and the puzzles fit to theme and they were, they were part of the room not a puzzle that was an afterthought and just placed in the room every puzzle in there had a purpose had a purpose in the room and had a purpose for the flow of the game and it's really it's really a way of that's the way they should be built that right. things aren't oh well if we had two or three more puzzles Let's just throw them in because we have them on hand. No, these were integrated well. Everything fit the theme. Everything flowed, and it was it was great. I have, I, I don't really have a complaint to really say about the puzzles. Uh, no, I agree a hundred percent. Sorry, I'm in the kind of conversation with uh, work. Um, but yeah, no, like this this one here gameplay. Just if everything flowed very, very well. And this was a room that you kind of had to think outside the box. There wasn't a, they normally tell you nothing's in the ceiling. Uh, you don't have to use anything twice. Uh, don't step on furniture. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't move furniture. Don't move furniture. This room threw the rule book right out the window. Yeah. And threw us for a loop. Uh, so this was a very, very, very well thought out room. Very great game flow, great puzzles. The game master was even using a creepy ass voice. He was. It was a great guy before the game started. We had a nice little conversation with him. You know, he explained the rules of the virus and Corona and all the safety issues, which was fine. Yeah. You know, he didn't do it in a complaining kind of way. He did it as listen. It's for our safety. It's for your safety. This, this is how it's going to be. He was good about the whole thing. Joking around a little bit with us back yep. and forth. We had a yep. great time. 
when we went into the room and we started the room, again, he pointed out certain things in the room and he explained the story behind it and he was great that way. Again, like you mentioned, the uh, the hint system was right on point. It was it fit the theme seamlessly. You couldn't really ask for a better way of doing that. And even at the very end of the game, when you walked out of there, he was right there. He was he. he it was had, almost a jump scare. Yeah, he knew where to be, when to be there, and. And as energetic as could be, as happy as could be, uh, had a little conversation with him after, and in 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 my mind, you know, he really he kept us going on the path. If we were doing something that was you know a rabbit hole that we didn't need to go down, he kind of nudged us a little bit here and there. Pulled us right back, which yeah. means he was paying attention to us. Right. And. In my mind, that's what we want in the game master. That the game master to do. Uh, if there's anything that I could complain about, actually, it would be the end when that final door opens. You had mentioned it. He was in costume. If he was in some kind of a costume or something, just yeah. a, that final jump scare. Because there are a few jump scares in this room. And I can um, admit, you I jumped at one of them. I was scared to go yeah. through part of it. So I can't I was, remember the last time. The last time I got hit by a jump scare was down in, in, North, the, Carolina. in North Carolina at Masterpiece. And you knew it was coming. And I knew it was coming. And, and I still jumped at it. And that was, what, 100 games ago? Yeah, that was game number seven. Games, yeah. That was hundred over 150, almost 150 games ago. We're at 154 right now. So I don't jump that often so, with the jump scares. All right. This one. Gotcha. And, yeah. And gotcha. It, it felt good. And... You know, going back to where all of the puzzles fit, the jump scares fit. They were at the right place in the right time, and they weren't overly scary, but they weren't childish that... They weren't cheesy. Yeah. It just, they fit perfectly. It perfectly. It's like you were back in that time, or like you were in a horror movie, or whatever. It and, was... Right. And... Again, this was a complete and total adult-themed room, and it was done very, very well. There's not much more we could say no. without giving you spoilers. Um, there was one section that I, I was afraid to go through, and I was I went through it, and I was shaking. I was shaky a little bit because I kind of knew what was going to happen, yep. but I didn't want it to happen to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just, you know, and I don't get freaked out too much, but... That one, that one got me. Uh, there's going to be another room, hopefully, that will come this way or somewhere that we travel that this um, time, I think it's Time Quest Labs created called Buried Alive. I, I really want to try that room. That looks But I think like that would incredible. freak me out more than what we, the room we did, I think. But I, would still. Like to, I don't think that would freak me out. I think I could handle that. But who knows? Yeah, Until you're in there. Exactly. Uh, but we're kind of getting off subject here. But, but uh, again, even leading up to that point of the part that you were talking about, all the little attention to detail that built up to that point. You, that you didn't want to go in there. Right. You, you, you saw these little things that were just little attention to detail that built up and built up and built up that a different game wouldn't even bother to put those in. 
and but it wasn't done in an intrusive way. It was done so in the back of your mind, it was there, and you just knew it was coming. Yeah, and you it did. was, and you were uh, you were afraid to try to do something. Like yeah, you were just. I got in. I got out of that thing before anything else could happen. Uh, even at the actually at the beginning when I had to find a key to get myself out. Yep. I was I was weary about putting my hand into something dark. Yep. I mean I'm try- not trying to give a spoiler away, but most horror themed rooms are you got to put some your hand into something that you can't see. Yep. Uh, but okay, so that's that's really what makes it a great escape room. And uh, if we were giving stars, this would be a five star room all day. Definitely. Long. Um, so Laura's Labyrinth again. We did. All what six rooms that they have right now in Connecticut? We've done everything that they have, and in we've only been upset with one. Yeah, and so you know what? Five out of six ain't bad. No, and they moved. They did move cell block four from their East Haven location to their Massachusetts. Which was another great game. Right, right. They have so many great games at both of their locations that is just such a great company. Right. And they're looking to add one more game, I believe in the Weathersfield location, uh pretty soon. Um because I don't think they can get any more into the East Haven location right now. Maybe they can, but I think they're working on one and back. Maybe. Okay. But anyway. Now to jump into something that makes uh okay good escape room. We did two more the next day, which we were actually <laughs> supposed to do those that night. Right. And I know you had said that, you know, oh, I don't even know if I really want to do these because we've done other rooms. We were, we went to Escapeology in the new location here in Trumbull. Which is a chain. It, it, it's it a is, national chain. It is, it is a corporate. But in my opinion, it's one of the, the better ones. Right. I kind of I, It's almost like independently are, owned corporate yeah, deal. It's like more of a franchise than a – But a I believe all the rooms are pretty much – Standard. Identical yeah. standard. If they have this room here, and they, like they have, uh, they have places all over. We were gonna try to do their Scooby Doo room in Orlando when we were in Florida back in January, but we never made it there. And kind of glad we didn't make it there. Me too. Because we got a scoop on uh, a brand new room that's gonna be opening up at Escapeology. So, shh, don't tell anybody. You were really looking forward to doing Budapest Train. Yes. Uh, and if you if you go on Escapeology's uh, website, even their main website, and you watch their trailers, they make these escape rooms that you really, really want to go do these. Escape their rooms. trailers are mini movies. They, they really are. And you know, I we did two of them. We did Cuban Crisis and we did uh, Budapest Train. Yep. Uh, Cuban Crisis is now that Castro's dead. It's kind of outdated. They got, but I guess well, everyone it's history. Dead. True. Except uh, back uh, in the 60s. Yeah, that's true. So, scratch that. We did that one first because you thought that one was going to be a little lesser than the Budapest train. Yeah. And, and, and it's fine. But me, I personally, I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed Cuban Crisis more than I did the Budapest train. I can see that. Uh, I, th- I just think Budapest train, now, what makes a good escape room, great escape room to your average escape room, both of these were... Average escape rooms. I would say so. Um, they weren't bad. No, they weren't means. bad. Right, right. But they weren't great. They were okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they were. You know, they were. They were good, but they. They were okay. Yeah. 
we we enjoyed it. We ran into a little snag, and it, what what makes this place great is that the manager, actually, it was the game game master. Uh, one of the things somehow because they got to sanitize the whole room. One of the clues, or yeah, one the of the black clues, clue. blacklight clue, ended up getting washed off, and they actually refunded our money, which. You know, we weren't asking for a refund. No. Um, we don't ask for anything. We don't ask for free rooms. We don't ask for discounted rooms. We just do what we got to do. But And she's like, she stopped the clock, came in, says, I apologize for this. I'm going to refund your money for this room and uh, whatnot. I'm, you know, we didn't say anything. We didn't say, like, no, or we said thank you. Or and whatever, that shows but, how attentive that Game Master is. Right, to us. Because to, right to there... As we were looking for the clue, and she realized that we were shining the light right where we were supposed to be, and we weren't finding it, and she wasn't seeing it over the camera, that she stopped it right away. She stopped the clock right away, and that goes to show you that she's not out playing on her phone or watching TV or doing whatever. She was paying attention to detail, and it was great. It really was. She was a great, great game master. Uh, Then she gave us the they gave she gave us the code. Because it was washed off, we finished the room, yeah. went into Budapest train. Budapest train started out phenomenal. Yes. But to me, this game was just a very, very confusing game. Well, it was a different kind mm-hmm. of game, right? Once you started getting into it, I mean, she she warned us you got to stay organized, and we did. We tried to stay as organized as possible, but it's kind of hard to stay organized when. You need to take things from other spots, put it together to make the clue. It's kind of it's it's a game that's it's loosely based on the movie Murder on the Orient Express, and there's a few other movies that are based on that, um, and it's more along the lines of like a clue. Yeah, no, where, I was just gonna say that. You know, I don't think it's a, a spoiler to say no. someone died, yeah. and you got to figure out who did it. And with what? And with what? And, you know, and that's the way that the movies are. And that's the way that the books are written. And I'm I'm a fan of that movie. I'm a fan of those books, which is why I really wanted to do it. And I liked the opening room. I thought it was unbelievable. I thought so, too. Um, And if the whole thing was just in that room, I think it would have been fine. I think, but... Uh, yeah, maybe. But it was it's a different way of thinking because it's not a, hey, let's look for something. Here's a clue. Let's open up a lock. It's not that kind of thing. It's like that to a point, but then what you're finding, now you have to keep track of, and then it becomes a game of clue of right. you know Colonel Mustard with the wrench in the library yep. kind, of, kind of thing. Yep, yep. Um, and if you're not in that frame of mind, because that's the total opposite frame of mind in most escape rooms. If you're not in that frame of mind, you're going to be rubbed the wrong way, I think, by the gameplay. Right. I agree. I agree 100% with it. And yeah. I, I was thrown off. Uh, this is our first two games back with uh, Gary, yep. who's been pretty much with us from the beginning, on and off. He's a plug-in, he's a plug-in player. Blonde Bandit. Blonde Bandit. Um, and, uh, you know, we were kind of misfiring on cylinders and stuff because we haven't worked together in a while, but to me, this game was a very confusing game. You can see he was getting confused. Right. Um, and he's the kind of person who won't admit it either. 
Yeah. And he'll just stare at it until, you know, to make it look like he's thinking, which I do that sometimes too. But, and it's, you know, that's where you get a little aggravated. And as you know, I do get aggravated in some rooms. Not you. And Come on. In- Inquisition, I didn't get aggravated. Not at all. And I don't think Cuban Crisis, I don't think I really got aggravated. No, so, I don't but think so. Budapest, I did. But it wasn't because of the game. I think it was more because we haven't played together with Gary in a while. And yeah. it just, like, it was just aggravating that way. Yeah. Um, because he's trying to read something, and I'm like, dude, read it out loud like I was. And you're, and then he's got this thing, but he's written it up here. But what he has written here has nothing, you know, didn't match up to yeah. what we're doing here. And it was just. People just didn't want to admit when they were wrong or it's, when they were. You know, it's 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 whatever. one of those games because of that way of thinking, because of that clue mentality that you're taking everything a step further than you would in a normal escape room, and you get the mentality of like, well, we already found this, we already used this, I shouldn't need this information anymore. Right. But that's when you need the information. That's when you need it. Right. You know, in with a normal room, it's out of your mind at that point, and it doesn't make a difference. That's when you come down to the, to to the details is after you found all this stuff. Right. And I like I liked it. I like when games are a little bit different. But I kind of went in there thinking it was going to be that way, thinking it was going to be kind of clue like um, from reading the books and seeing the movies and everything. So maybe I was a little bit more mentally ready for that. Maybe I don't know. I was going in as if it was an escape room. So yeah. I never read the book. Never never watch the movies i just and again like so for me game flow just was like on this game and it really was just it wasn't it wasn't smooth it wasn't yeah it was not it was not smooth at all um the immersion in this room was the first room was great second room was okay because i get it but i get what it was but once you got into the next room that's supposed to be sleeping quarters. Yeah, and this guy's there's... rich. You would think that he'd have first class sleeping quarters. And they, it, it kind of went. There's down. there's it other just... rooms too that we've done, and we we talked about it in the car after. Yeah, where there are multi room games, and the first room is great, and then as it goes along, it's like it they lost interest can... in it as they were doing right. it. Right. You know, all the effort was put into the first room. The second room, yeah, it's all right. By the time we got to the third room, you're like, I can't wait to get out of here. Right. And it it really surprised me with the amount of detail that went into that first room that it did get progressively worse like that. I really – and it wouldn't have been hard to carry that same theme through the whole thing. Right. But like I said, I understand and, what the second room looked like. It looked like it did. But the third room, this guy's rich. He's supposed to be first class. I would guess the first class yeah. accommodations. Why not dress the room up more? Yeah. But it's like you said, I think because they, they, they just blew everything on the first room. Yeah. And then progressively got unimmersive. Yeah. In all, in all honesty. And honestly, too, it's just everything slowed down big time when we got that far. And, it, you know, I just didn't feel like I was in a train anymore. Now, as as opposed to their other room, their their murder house room, where as you went on, the the amount of detail in the theme of how it was decorated carried throughout all the rooms. It did, and, and same with the Lost City. And same with the Lost City, 
And that goes to show you that this company can do that. Right. But just for whatever reason. This room just kind of fell off. It just kind of, um, you know, there's other rooms that we've done at, at, at other places that have done the same thing. Whether it's a budget-wise or whether it's designed purposely that way or they just lost interest. Putting it to the architect or designer lost interest. I, you know, I, I don't know the reason. but Or maybe it was just purposely designed yeah, that way. Who knows? Be. You know, the, to me, there was no wow factor in this room. Gameflow was kind of eh. I mean, even in Cuban Crisis, Gameflow was good. Puzzle Ma- Game Master was great. Yep. Puzzles were good. Not really a wow factor, though. No, no wow factor. But there was a few. Th- there was one thing in there that, in all honesty, if it was just you and me doing this room, we would have never finished the room. Because you needed long arms in yes. order to do this. And yeah. that's something that should have been taken into consideration. From day one. Right. Okay. I mean, not for nothing. Even even if I was thinner than I am, I don't think my arm still would have reached right. in where I am. You know, into where you had to, to go with, with what you had to do. And we talked about it on our other show with perspective of height-wise. Yep. Where a certain puzzle, when you look through it, well, if you're if you're six feet tall, which is what it's built for, that's fine. You're going to see the thing the right way. Being five feet tall, you're not seeing what you're supposed to see. Right. And and in an in, 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 um, escape room, you're not supposed to step on furniture. Right. So unless you tell them, okay, here's a step stool. Yeah. You know? And so, but this one here, again, I think that the, it was just a hair short for me to do what I had to do. Because you got to do that without looking. Yeah. So you're, I'm reaching. I mean, here I am. I think we're on camera right now. But... You know, you just can't reach it. I like that puzzle because I was on the other end of that puzzle. Right. No, it and was I was good. I was trying to tell you it's about kind, it. It's kind of like the the puzzle. That puzzle was just like the puzzle that we did in Massachusetts. Um, escape mass, mass escape. Yep. And we were in the dark, dark room, and we had to see each other through the camera. Yep. And only I could hear you. No, you could hear me. Yes. I couldn't hear you yeah. unless you were screaming. Yeah. But that's that's exactly what that puzzle was. Yeah. And that was good. But again, this is another room that, as you went on, this first room was equivalent to the second room. As you got into the third room, I understand the type of room it's supposed to be, but I didn't think the final room was as put together professionally. In Cuban Crisis? Yeah. Right. No, I agree. As it could have been. Right. Right. Even though it was what it was supposed to be, it could have been. It could have been. been it could have been done differently. Could have been dressed up a little more. Uh, I mean, I still like the company. I still can't wait for the next game to come out. I'm really looking forward to the next game. I will say we played five games there: Murder Mansion, Antidote, Lost City, Cuban Crisis, and Budapest Train. Yes. Every time we've been there, we've had great game masters. Yes. Every player has been really great. Noel, who's the manager there, has been really good. She even took her. The timeout to email us after this game uh, to to apologize personally. Exactly. Um, I would not hesitate to go there. Right. I think I think it's great. I just think that some of their things could be improved upon right. a little bit. And unfortunately, because it is a corporate thing, they might not have control set, over right. Them. And they're set in which yeah. how these rooms are built. Yeah. I'm sure they have a nation, just one one set of builders or whatever or plans. This is the way the room is. Maybe they got to change things here and there depending on the size of the room, but kind of like the uh, Inquisition where yeah. it's 
It's the same exact room. It's just set up a little bit different yeah. in two different places. And I'm sure that's the same way. So, but other than that, I mean, it was great being back inside escape rooms again. It was. Uh, I can't, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. We we had a great time. It's it's funny when you first step in, and you know what you have to do, and your mind kind of goes blank for that first couple of seconds because the rust in your brain is still there. And you know you know how to get out of this room. You know you've been in this Scenario. situation yep. a million times. And then you just have to stop and you shake all the rust out. And you know. And it was funny because the first room we did just the two of us. And the next room was with Gary. So we wanted to watch Gary go through that too. Right. You know. It we was, had to shake the ring rust. Uh, the escape room rust. Though. Yeah. It really did. I mean, granted, you could do as many remote games as possible. But I don't think because we we did very well with remote games. I think so. Even we had Gary on those. Yeah. Um, we also had you know other plug and play members too, and we we did very well with those. But when that that's one thing because you're just sitting there, you're not actually physically touching anything. You're right. you're you're not you're watching a video. Yeah. And so once you're in the room, now you're grasping everything, and it's like, oh yeah. Now what do I do with this though? Okay. And we figured it all out. But and again, we escaped every every room. Um, 100, 154 right now, my friend. One hundred and fifty-four. I do want to say it is a little weird, um, being now two different buildings that we've gone into to play games since the virus and the protocols that you know you got to use the hand sanitizer and you know there's no one else in the in the building and. Well, I, I think you know, it. I think it depends on what. It's more about the company. What the company wants. On, on, on uh, where we went with Laura's, and it's up on Laura's website and everything. Laura'slabyrinth.com. It told you, please do not come into the waiting room, the yeah. lobby. We will come out, stand in front of the door because it's a glass door. Yeah. We'll come out and we'll get you when we're ready, because they're they don't want to pass the virus around, no. and you can't you can't blame them. Uh, even before we went in. They ask you, okay, you got to use the laboratory, whatever. All right, before you go into the room, please, uh, here, here's some hand sanitizer. Squirt your hands, please. Um, yes, you do have to wear your masks. Unfortunately, you do. Uh, maybe if you're the last one, last booking of the night, maybe they'll let you slide. I mean, I know it's tough to play with masks on, but you know what? You want to be in a real escape room, you're going to have to deal with the new normal right now. Escapeology, they went as far as taking our temperature. Right. You know what? They're doing it for our safety. They're doing it for their safety. Right. And it's just something that it's no use complaining about. It's no use getting aggravated or upset about. It takes a second out of your life. Yeah. But I could see groups getting aggravated with it because it does take that second. And I can see groups that don't want to wear a mask and they don't want to be told this and that. But you know what? It's a second out of your life, man. Right, and if you think about how good these operators are to you, these game masters and everything, you know, just go with it. If you enjoy escape rooms, a mask isn't going to stop you from yeah. doing it. Simple is as it that. inconvenient? Yeah, Some, a little bit. Yeah. But it also depends you know what, what kind of a mask. Spend the money, you have. get a better mask. Right. Dress one up, make it fun. Yeah. That's what we did. We get got, the team we got, logo. We got some. We got some face coverings coming. Hey. So, um, I don't. We didn't get any questions yet because actually our podcast just dropped. 
So maybe in a future episode we'll have some questions. We'll have some questions. Uh, but if you do have questions, uh, please comment underneath wherever we post this. Um, yep. You can email us at diu escape room review at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. We are still diu escape room reviews on Facebook. Uh, we are the diu escape crew. That we are. And uh, you got questions, comments, um, whatever you want. We'll read them on the air. When we do future episodes, uh, may not be right away because depending on how we record these. Yep. But um, yeah. So really, I, don't know. I think that's it. That's about it. So this is part two of our series: What makes a great escape room? Yep. And or uh, a good versus yeah, good versus great, great or. Good, the bad, the ugly. Good, the bad, and the, good, the bad, and the indifferent. So, I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and look forward to seeing a few more subscribers. Thank you, everybody who has been subscribing or downloading our podcast. It really, I wasn't sure how this was going to go, and I got to say, I'm pleasantly surprised at how many listeners we have. For this podcast, being that it was just a off the cuff deal, and uh, here it is. I agree, a hundred percent. We've by checking the numbers, you know, they've been steadily growing, and we got people from all over the world that have checked in with us, and we can't be more happy. You know, we're just a couple of guys that are hanging out, and we like to do escape rooms, and like to talk about them, and it's it's great that you know we're getting people from all over the world that. I uh, want to hear what we have to say. Right. And in all honesty, this has been pretty much our longest podcast. Damn straight. Um, see, and I knew this was, was going to go over. We're trying to keep them within 25 to a half hour. Uh, we're at just under 40 minutes now, but uh, we'll ah, be all right. Editing's for. Yeah, that's what editing is for. It'll be a little less than that. But anyway, uh, this has been the DIU Escape Crew Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm down. I'm Phil. That is Phil. And you'll hear from us when you hear from us. Peace out.